0: Welcome to the Soul Revival Church Podcast. My name is Melissa Poisel, and my husband TJ and I are the lead pastors here at Soul Revival. Thank you so much for listening in. We pray that today's message is encouraging and inspiring. Man, can we give God a shout of praise? We can pray with authority and boldness that we want something and God wants to respond because he wants to meet us exactly where we're at. Man, what an incredible time that we got to praise the God of the universe with one another this morning. Now we need to live this out and believe it, to know that that's the truth God has for us within our lives. Man, right now, if you're online joining us, say what's up in the chat box. If you're in the room, could you say hi to some people? Wave to them. Maybe give them an air high five to say what's up. It's been a little while. Man, thank God. Thank God that we get to ask him for a fresh fire and he wants to respond and give it to us. What a great new song. I'm I'm so thankful for our worship team that have been praying over those lyrics, praying diligently and intentionally so that we can pray in agreement with them as we sang that. As as Melissa greeted, I'm TJ, I'm the husband that does it with her. Uh, We're so thankful to have you here with us today. And if you're online, we miss you, uh, but we're thankful that we get to be connected with you through technology. But yes, amen for like, I don't even know what temperature it is. To me, it felt like 60 degrees today. As our team were loading in and loading out, I'm like, man, I don't even need a jacket. Forget it. I'm good. I'm sweating right now. I'm ready to go. I'm fired up. We're praying for a fresh fire, and he was giving it to us as we were bringing stuff into the building. Uh, but if, if you're a guest with us or you haven't been with us for a little while, we've been in a brand new series called What is Love? We kicked it off on Valentine's Day, which was awesome, but uh, we didn't talk about marriage relationships or you know, dating relationships. We talked about the most important relationship, the relationship that is above all relationships, and that through that relationship can help us have healthy relationships with each other, and that's through the love of God. So the Bible uses a lot of different words for love. Like in our English translation, we read love, and we say, all right, that says love, but there are some different meanings. And last week, agape, agape, Agape is an unconditional love that comes from God. Agape is this love that God has for us that he doesn't put any restrictions on. He doesn't say, well, you know, you didn't pray to me last week. I don't love you. He didn't say, you made too many mistakes last month. I don't love you. No, none of that. He says, I don't care what you've been through and what you're doing. You need to know that I still love you unconditionally. I'm going to meet you right where you're at unconditionally. And as we looked at the unconditional love of God, we we were challenged last week to say, all right, how do we respond with that? See, because through the Holy Spirit, when you accept a relationship with Jesus, we get the Holy Spirit that resides within us that helps us love. And we get to respond back to God with that same type of unconditional love. That we can say, God, help me love the way that you love me, because that's what he's calling us to be able to do. So in these next weeks, we want to dive into that a little bit more. What does that look like for us? And if you got your Bible with, it, with you this morning, pull it out. If you don't, that's cool. You can look it up online. We'll throw it up on some screens here. Uh, but I'm going to be in John 15. And I also want you to know that the Bible is something that can be intimidating, and we know that. So we want to just acknowledge that, that it, it can be like, man, I don't know where to open it up. Well, the book of John is a great place to open it up. That's why we were in John last week, first John last week. We're in John this week because John was the one who told himself, I'm the one Jesus loves. And then that was our challenge last week, for ourselves to say that I'm the one Jesus loves. Can everybody say that with me? I'm the one Jesus loves. Because he wasn't unique in the fact that Jesus loves him. He was just that confident in the love that God had for him, the love that Jesus had for him, to be like, yeah, I'm the one Jesus loves. That's me. And as we can walk around with that same level of confidence, it helps us to love others. So the Bible is, it's a love story a love story about a god of the universe who created a perfect world but we were separated through sin but he sent his son Jesus to die for us pay the ultimate price and we're going to talk about that a little bit more this morning but if you got there by now John 15 verse 12 and these are Jesus words I'm going to I'm going to set it up for you a little bit here Jesus has just had the last supper he washed his disciples' feet and in the coming hours the coming day he's going to be arrested he's going to be beaten ridiculed, spit on, and he lived a perfect life. He lived a perfect life, and he's about to go and face these things for his disciples, for everyone then, and each of us in this room right now, online, wherever, he did it for all mankind. And this is something that he says to his disciples. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. That he laid down his life for his friends. Like this is what literature calls foreshadowing. Even though he'd been telling his disciples for a while, now, I'm about to die for you. I'm about to pay the ultimate price for you. It wasn't clicking for them because to them, he's saying this and they're like, all right, yeah, whatever. You know, let's make plans for the Passover. That was a great meal. How's everybody doing? John was reclined back just chilling with Jesus, but he was reclining right back on him. But Jesus wasn't afraid what he was about to face but he's saying this is what we're to do like we're called to love each other and the ultimate love is to lay down one's life for another so if you're taking notes top of your page the title of this message you ready armed and dangerous armed and dangerous all right would you pray with me God I thank you so much I thank you that you're here I thank you that you love us, that you'll never leave us or forsake us. I am so thankful for the sacrifice you made for us. I pray in this moment, God, you would help me get out of the way. That Holy Spirit, you would speak what you have to say today and that you would hit hearts and that people would be open to receive the word that you have for them. God, we are so honored that we get to be in your presence, that we get to have a relationship with you. So we pray for your favor and your blessing today and every day in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. Friends. How many of us have them? Ones we can depend on. Uh, thank you. Somebody was in the room helping me out today, amen. So the love that we're talking about today is phileo, and that's a brotherly type of love. And that's why I read the verse I did where Jesus is saying, hey, here's how you lay down for a friend, right? But how many, how many people in here have had a challenging time even trying to make friends? Like, I'm just trying to make friends. A big reason why we have Soul Revival churches is because we want people to connect in community because it can be challenging to make friends. They say the closest friends you'll have are ones from your childhood, and that's because when you're kids, you'll share everything. You'll be vulnerable. You're doing life with each other. Like, one of my best friends I grew up with and connected with forever. But as you get a little bit older, it's harder and harder to find friends. It's hard to find friends that are loyal, right, that'll be there. You're like, all right, they're, they're cool with me when I can do something for them. They're cool with me when they get something out of the relationship, but the moment things get challenging or difficult, they seem to just disappear. Especially as you get older and you make a new friend, and it's like, oh, now people ghost each other. <laughs> they don't even respond. They're not even going to tell you that they're done hanging out with you. They're just gone. Like, I'm not even going to worry about this issue I'm having. See, but there's a particular way that we're called to love. And that's why we get it backwards, right? We're looking for friendships. We're looking for people to fulfill us. And that's where that tension comes in. That's where that divide comes in because you're hopeful that you find a friend that's gonna fill the needs that you have in your life and when they don't, you're like, all right, I'm out. And we're doing it in the wrong ways, in unhealthy ways. Because what God is saying is, no, you have to start with agape. You have to start with my unconditional love for you. And through that unconditional love, that's how you can love others. Jesus gives a new command I give you to love God and love people. But if we don't start with that love of god that has to start with his love for us us acknowledging that we're not going to be able to be that loyal friend we're also not going to be able to find those loyal friends like man i thought i thought they were there for me I thought they loved me I thought they cared about me and it can be so disheartening like that's just the fact of the matter See, but when it comes to friendships, and as we get close to God and trust in the love that he has for us, we have to ask ourselves, you know what, I'm going to be the friend that I want to see. Because we're only responsible for our response, so you can be that loyal friend. And what's, what's really great is, as you get that love from God that you don't deserve, you get to be like, loyalty, got royalty inside my DNA. The rest of the song, the lyrics, you know, lots of censors. Even in the song, you can find so many moments where he's struggling trying to talk about God in it and then drops an F bomb. But, anyways, that's a song for those of you who don't know. But it's a true statement as a follower of Christ. Because we can have loyalty because we've got a God that's loyal with us. We have royalty inside our DNA. Like we are children of God, we are a royal priesthood, we're kids of a king. So if you walk around knowing that, like, hey, I'm gonna be loyal because God's loyal to me, because I have royalty inside my DNA, that I can say, you know what, I don't care what someone does to me, I'm still gonna love them anyways. Man, that can be hard. That can be a challenging thing to be able to do, to say, regardless of what someone does to me, I'm gonna love them anyways. That's especially true when it comes to relationships within a church family. Because if you have Jesus in common, you, you have unity. So any division is the enemy trying to attack. The first place that the enemy will ever attack is in relationships. Because he wants to cause division and say, oh, well, you said this, she said this, all that. Like, hey, let's just have a conversation because we're waiting way too long about this thing and something that started real small ended up real big and now I don't even know why I don't even want to talk to you anymore. I just know I'm mad. No? Am I the only one that's ever had that happen to? All right. Hey, you don't have to lie to me here. I can tell. I can see it in your eyes. I love, I can see people's eyes. This is awesome. Missed it. See, but I want to continue. First off, I want to read this again for you. All right. John 15, 12 to 13. My command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. See, it starts with his love for us. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. So we have to say, all right, how can I be more selfless? How can I trust that God, his love for me is enough? oof, that's a hard one, right? That you don't, you don't need anyone else to fulfill you because only God can. He created us for community. We are called to encourage one another, and I'm going to give you an example of that soon. But if we put all of our trust in someone else giving us that love and giving us that fulfillment when it comes to friendships, it's never going to measure up, and you'll find yourself losing friend after friend after friend. And it's really hard to be a good friend even when they don't want to be. It's really hard to challenge friends Because people don't like to be challenged, but there's no greater expression of love through friendship than challenging because you see something in them because you love them, because you care about them. Like, man, I know God's plan for your life, so I'm calling this out on you, not because I don't care, but because I do. Jesus led with grace and truth, and it came in a particular order because he showed grace first to people. But then it's like, hey, I got some truth for you, though. And it's not, you know, commenting on someone's Facebook post, like, that's not very Christ-like. That's not the way we challenge friendships, you know? It's saying, hey man, can I talk to you for a minute? That's just a tangent. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just letting you know, like there's, there are good conversations to be able to have. But it's so hard to have friends. I don't know if anybody ever had to read The Catcher in the Rye in high school Like, I loved that book. I related to that book. Holden Caulfield, like phony. Everybody's a phony. That's all he was talking about. Everybody's a phony. But he was hypocritical because he was no good to anybody else either. But I related to it because I was broken. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. So to me, that was a real, like, yeah, that's me. Preach it. Before I knew what preaching was. Phonies. Everyone's phonies. Yeah, man, they are. I'm going to have no friends because I hate the world. But as I entered into a relationship with Jesus, I started to see things a whole lot differently. It's like, you know what? I can't control somebody else. I'm only responsible for my response. So when I know that Jesus loves me, I can extend that love to somebody else. I can have true brotherly love or sisterly, you know? I'm not discriminating by sex. We could be friends. Those are two words that were weird to put together, huh? I just got a weird look from Melissa. Gender, friendship is gender neutral, all right so it continues on in john 15 14 through 15 where jesus says you are my friends if you do what i command not saying command go and do this it's the command love god love people He's saying when you're living in that way like hey we're friends i no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business see we get to be about the father's business we need we get to know his business instead i have called you friends For everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. And here's something that's cool as it continues. Verse 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you. You know Jesus chose you? You're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, God's special possession. I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit. Can't bear fruit without roots can't bear fruit without roots. We're just going to make a mixtape. <laughs> fruit that will last, and so that whatever you ask in my name, the Father, the Father will give you. This is my command, love each other. So what does it look like to love each other well? How do we do that well? Jesus is about to demonstrate that for all of us as he's about to give his life. Armed and Dangerous, that's a different song, Biggie, Old School. I thought I'd go with the Old School and then the New School with Loyalty because we're in the Old Testament and the New Testament today. You like that? Couldn't have been that good because I just had to explain it. But Armed and Dangerous, I'm going to get to the topic of the message. In the Old Testament, who's heard of David? David and Goliath. All right, he was the second king of Israel. The first king was Saul. And Saul had a son named Jonathan. I'm going to set this up for you. So there's this moment. The Philistines, they're always fighting the Philistines. They're always having a battle. They're always going back and forth. And the Philistines, they had access to all the raw material to make weapons. So they're coming and attacking Israel. And Saul has his 600 soldiers and they're hiding out under a tree. They're like, all right, we don't know what to do. All we got are like our farming equipment. Our, what else did they use? Sickles? I don't know. They don't have much. And they're like afraid, hiding out like four miles away from where the enemy is. Like, I don't even know what to do. And we're going to pick up here in 1 Samuel 14.1. And one day Jonathan, son of Saul, said to his young armor bearer, Come, let's go over to the Philistine outposts on the other side. But he did not tell his father. It's like 600 people for sure. He should be trying to rally them up to go fight this battle, right? but he knew his dad was kind of living in fear a little bit. So he's like, hey, armor bearer, let's go. Armor bearer is someone that would carry his armor. That makes sense, right? So he's like, let's go, let's go to the outpost and let's just go check things out. Let's see what's going on over there. Let's see what God wants to be up to. See, and here's the other thing that's crazy because Saul, where he was, he had a royal priest that was there wearing his ephod. And if they wore an ephod, that means like they were really prepared to spiritually battle the enemy, get them ready for a physical battle. They also had the Ark of the Covenant, which in the Old Testament, like now, we get to have God wherever we're at through the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, God was the Ark of the Covenant. They would carry it around. And that's where, where God would have his presence come down. And they had to go through this whole process because people couldn't be in front of God, couldn't have direct access to God because of that separation, because God is perfect. We're all broken. Everybody's broken, we all fall short, just to let you know. We're all on the same page there. So they would carry this Ark of Covenant to certain places so he's got everything he could possibly need to win this battle but here he is just chilling there afraid to go and fight it and then jonathan just takes one dude hey just the two of us keep this mixtape going no and then it continues first samuel 14 4 to 5 on each side of the pass that jonathan intended to cross to reach the philistine outpost was a cliff Sometimes you might feel like you're pinched, but God's really giving you a path somewhere. Somebody needed to hear that. Like you're being pinched from each side, like, oh, I'm stuck and I can't move. And it's like, nope, God's actually giving you a path to head somewhere that you might not want to go. Go for it. It'll be worth it. All right. I lost my space because that was just out of nowhere, too. So, he intended to cross to reach the Philistine outpost Was a cliff. One was called Bozes and the other Senna. One cliff stood to the north toward Michmash, the other to the south toward Geba. Now I continue in verse six. Jonathan said to his young armor bearer, come, let's go over to the outpost of those uncircumcised men. That just meant like people that did not believe in the one true God. Let's just go over there. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Perhaps. Do you have a perhaps God kind of faith? you have a perhaps God kind of faith, like God, maybe he'll save me. Or maybe he won't. But do you have the confidence based on your faith in Jesus, your relationship with God, to be like, hey, I'm a perhaps God kind of guy. He's calling us to plant a church. Perhaps it'll happen. He's calling us to apply for that job we don't feel like we're right for. Perhaps God will work through it. He's calling me to have a tense conversation with someone. Perhaps God will bring reconciliation. We have to be willing to be a perhaps God kind of follower of Jesus because we have to trust and be confident. We have to have a confident expectation of what God wants to do in our lives. Because right then, he could have done anything. Jonathan's like, it's just the two of us. We're going to an outpost where they say there's at least 20 Philistine men who all are armed. Jonathan had a sword, I'm not gonna lie. Him and his dad, they each got swords. They were the king and the king's son. But his armor bearer and him, just the two of them on 20 dudes, they're rolling up like, all right, perhaps God. Perhaps God will give them over to us. You have perhaps God kind of faith. Nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. That's something we've really got to cling to. The obstacles in our lives, the things that we think that we're facing and we cannot get past, we might think like, yeah, this is just not possible. As man, no, it's not possible, but with God, all things are possible. Anything is possible with God. Perhaps God kind of faith. Verse 7, do all that you have in mind, his armor bearer said. See, this is where I'm getting to the brotherly love. You ever had a friend that's just ready to do some crazy stuff? It's like, come on, man, come with me. Now, there's things that are pursuing God and things that aren't. So that's why we, we have to have that... Um, Miss, what's the word I'm looking for? You didn't help me there. She has a mask on. I'm, I'm assuming she's saying it like, we have to have that perception up front. That, what'd you say? I still didn't, couldn't, clarification up front. There we go. Can we edit that on the fly? I'm just kidding. We never edited anything. We just run with it. All right. You have to have that up front though. Because you might have a friend going to get to do something crazy, and you're like, hey, perhaps God, let's go rob this liquor store. <laughs> Not a wise decision. See, but the perhaps God kind of faith comes when you're following someone, you have a relationship with a friend that loves Jesus, and it's like, man, I don't know, I feel like God's doing something through their life. So, hey, he's saying, perhaps God, let's go. And I'm like, I'm down with whatever, let's go. I'm willing to do it because I don't know what's going to happen. But he's got a confidence, and I want that type of confidence. I want that kind of faith. So the armor bearer is like, hey, whatever you have in mind, go ahead. I am with you, heart and soul. Man, I'm thankful. I've got some friends that are like that with us. With you, heart and soul. Makes church possible. With you, heart and soul. Like, we've got some crazy ideas. Team members, last two weeks, standing out in the negative 20 degree temperature with the wind chill, like, I don't know, it says 10 minutes, but got some perhaps god kind of faith they're standing outside with some signs welcoming people into church perhaps god kind of faith because look i'm with you heart and soul do you have that kind of relationship with someone you see god working in their lives and you're like you know what i'm with them heart and soul or do you have those kind of friendships yourself you are like man i've got some friends that i know they're with me heart and soul Are we willing to say, God, I've got a perhaps God kind of faith? Because right there, when this armor bearer said, I'm with you, heart and soul, you know how much courage that must have put into Jonathan? You ever feel like God's calling you to something, and you go and you share it with somebody, and they're like, yeah, that's a dumb idea. You're like, oh, that just squelched everything. Not to say there's not truth that somebody can share, but you have to be careful who you share what God puts on your heart with. An armor bearer, this is someone that's been with, with him through it. He's seen the same things he's seen. So as we share things and we share the things that God's doing in our lives and we're inviting people to be a part of it, it is like, you can invite everybody in and that's important because all are welcome here. But when God puts something on your heart and you're like, man, this seems kind of crazy, you gotta go to your armor bearer. You gotta go to the one that's like, all right, if God's calling you to it, perhaps God, I'm in it, let's go. So be careful who you share those things with because not that you're just looking for yes people, right? But people, their proximity to God, those living in that agape love, that unconditional love that they can say, all right, I'm trusting their discernment, so hey, I'm about to go do this. You're with? All right, cool. And it puts courage into you. Encourage means to put courage in. So right then, Jonathan's like, all right, God, perhaps he'll do something, but he, God used the armor bearer to encourage him, like, all right, yeah, let's do this. He's with them, let's go. We're about to do some crazy stuff, let's go for it, right? Perhaps God. That's what brotherly love looks like. And then in 1 Samuel fourteen eight, it says, Jonathan said, come on then. We will cross over toward them and let them see us. Does that sound like a good idea? I'm just going to be like, hey, how you doing? Mob of guys that want to kill you. Hey, we good? We're going to let them see us. If they say to us, wait there until we come to you, we'll stay where we are and not go up to them. That seems good. But if they say, come up to us, we will climb up because that will be our sign that the Lord has given them into our hands. Seems a little backwards, right? Like, you'd want to be like, hey, stay right there. You'd be like, all right, that's our sign. God says, we're not fighting this battle. I'm out. There's too many of them. But he's like, no, I'm going to take the sign that if they say, come here, that means God has given them into our hands and I'm ready to go. And then it's not like, oh, this easy path, they just climbed right to it. When God calls us to stuff, that path may not be easy. They're climbing up some rocks. Like, he's like, hey, you got my sword? All right, cool. He's still leading the way, but he doesn't have anything in his hands. He's trying to climb up to the, to the uh, warriors, the Philistine warriors that are trying to take him out. It's hilarious to me. So he's on his way. He's like, man. So both of them showed themselves to the Philistine outpost. Look, said the Philistines, the Hebrews are crawling out the holes they were hiding in. A lot of people had been deserting their team deserting the Hebrew army and saying, all right, I'm gonna to go to the other side or I'm just gonna go and hide. So it, it, it was something that was happening where people would pop out and be like, hey, can I be on your team now? <laughs> Super teams in sports, everybody want to trade teams. Where's the loyalty? No royalty inside their DNA. <laughs> so they pop on, they're like, all right, they must be tr- wanting to surrender the men of the outpost shouted to Jonathan and his armor bearer, come up to us and we will teach you a lesson. So Jonathan said to his armor bearer, climb up after me. The Lord has given them into the hand of Israel. That gets me excited. Like, hey, I got some perhaps God kind of faith. Who's with me? Who's with me, heart and soul? Let's go do some crazy stuff. Let's figure out how to do church online for six months, eight months, a year. I don't even know how long it's been now. Let's just start popping up in a different space. I don't know, will anybody find us? God will, he's with us. We got some perhaps God kind of faith because he's working and he's moving. And when we have relationship with people, we have to have that phileo, that brotherly love or that sisterly love to be like, all right, God's saying something to them and I've got perhaps God kind of faith and I'm gonna roll with it, heart and soul. Because I don't wanna miss out on what God's about to do. See, because here's what happens next. This is exciting. Ooh, cliffhanger. They climbed up a cliff. Did you get that? (laughs) Jonathan climbed up using his hands and feet with his armor bearer right behind him. The Philistines fell before Jonathan and his armor bearer followed and killed behind him. He didn't get killed. He killed people. Like, hey, come at us. Let's go. In the first attack, Jonathan and his armor bearer killed some 20 men in an area of about half an acre then panic struck the whole army faith the size of a mustard seed you know you know what god can do with just a little bit of faith is a little bit of faith a perhaps god kind of faith a loyalty kind of faith like two dudes saying let us do this takes out 20 guys and then a panic struck the whole army all of them were freaking out now those in the camp and field and those in the outpost and raiding parties in the ground shook affirmation when God's calling you to do something you'll typically see like he's responding it's not these two dudes that scared this whole army it was the presence of God so as we follow what God's calling us to do and we're doing it together we'll see God respond in the moment we know that only through him things are possible and then he gets the glory through it all too Their courage ignited the confidence of the rest of their army. Because now the people that had switched sides are going back to the other side. Those that were hiding out are coming. They're like, hey, let's get them. They attack them. Armed and dangerous with some farming equipment. Man, I love how God works. You might think you don't have the tools necessary to make things happen. You don't have a church building. Church isn't a building, it's God's people. See, when God gives you limited resources, it gives you the opportunity to be creative and do things that you never did before. So now they got a little bit of courage and confidence from these two men that said, perhaps God, and go into a fight in a battle and take out 20 people. Now the entire army is retreating. And now everybody's jumping in like, hey, I don't have a sword. That used to scare me before, but it doesn't anymore. That brotherly love, that mutually sharpening of one another, putting courage into each other can take you places that God's saying, all right, I'm gonna use you to ignite a fresh fresh fire see God gives the fire but he might want to use you to put it into somebody else brotherly love it's got to start with your love of God by receiving the love from God if Jonathan weren't close to God he would not have had that confidence right then he'd have been like um, I got to go down what path I got to climb up where to all those big dudes with all the swords we got two of us not nah, not happening Logically, it didn't make sense. Man, God will call us to some things that logically will not make sense, but when he puts people in your life, when you've got loyalty, you and a brother can make some stuff happen. You can take down some armies. You can ignite the courage necessary to give people some confidence to step out into their calling. Jonathan and the armor bearer I'm gonna ask the worship team to come up, I promise. I'm almost done. But I wanna point out three things about the armor bearer. The first thing, he was unknown. Not once in the Bible does it say what his name was. Not once. It says armor bearer a lot of times, but not once does it say what his name was. And sometimes we have to ask ourselves, like God, I wanna be like the armor bearer. Am I I okay with not being known? I'm not saying not by God. God knows you. But are you willing to ride along with somebody else that God's working through to be like, all right, God, I'm cool being unknown because I'm a part of this party. Because the armor bear got to be a part of something pretty magnificent, right? He could have backed out, and I, I could see God using Jonathan to take them all out, but God wanted to use both of them. But the armor bear had such humility. Humility is challenging. God calls us to be humble. The only thing that he says is he opposes the proud, comes close to the humble, but pride can get in the way within our relationships sometimes because it's like, you know what? Everybody's looking at her and she's looking all nice and nobody's looking at me, so I can't be her friend. <laughs> she's laughing at me. My voice sounds like no one you know because I had no one in mind, okay? I'm just saying though, sometimes we have to ask ourselves like, if this is for God's glory, am I okay with being unknown? not getting the recognition, not getting the credit. What's even more crazy is once Jonathan goes back, Saul tries to take his son's credit, not once did Jonathan say, I need some credit for this. Because he's looking for the approval of one, and that's God. That's who you need to live for the approval of, one. Because when you do that, you're okay being unknown. The second thing he was, uncertain. He didn't know what was about to happen. He just heard Jonathan say, perhaps, God, like perhaps. He didn't even say, you know what? I know he's about to give us these Philistines. We're about to go bash some heads and slice off them, like all kind of stuff, like a samurai. The Bible's gruesome. I think they went and did that. But he says, perhaps, God, but are you with me? But out of his uncertainty, he still have faith. Despite his uncertainty, he said, you know what? I'm with you heart and soul because I trust that God's speaking to you right now. What a loyal friend you might need to be there for a friend sometimes and it might feel like you've got some uncertainty about what's happening in this situation love does love is an action because sometimes in relationships you have a friend that might be struggling going through a difficult time and you're like man I'm uncertain if I should get close to that because I don't want to rub off on me but sometimes God's like you know what sometimes you just you gotta be uncertain about what he's doing and still show up Even if they've hurt you for 10 10 times in a row, every single time they end up going right back to what they had. Those moments are heartbreaking, I'm not going to lie, but we just still say, you know what, I'm uncertain about what God's doing in this moment, but I'm going to love them anyways because they need to know who Jesus is. Jesus kept coming back. No matter what we're facing, Jesus will keep coming back and keep meeting us exactly where we're at, but sometimes we have to learn how to respond and return back to him. That 11th time might be it. So despite there being uncertainty, we got to say, you know what? I've just got to be a loyal friend. I want to do it like my friend the armor bearer was like, hey, there was so much uncertainty, but perhaps God, perhaps God. Third thing, he was unwavering. Unwavering in his faith and trust that God was about to do something as they believed that God said I'm handing them over to you he didn't stop as he was going up that mountainside as they were pinched on both sides he just kept going up the path his loyalty was unwavering it did not matter that they were outmatched and I just pray like God I want to be like the armor bearer I want to be okay with being unknown I wanna be okay with being uncertain about what's about to happen next because I'm trusting that God's in it and I'm in it with the people that I love and care about because I'm loyal to them. And I wanna have a faith that's unwavering no matter what circumstances throw at us, that we go after it and say, God, you have got us because we serve an unstoppable God, an unstoppable God Whatever we face, we can have a perhaps God kind of faith. And sometimes it might not work out in our favor. That's just the reality of life. But it's saying, God, I'm going to continue to have that faith regardless. Because perhaps God means you're going into it with the expectation that he could or he couldn't. But that doesn't change my faith. That doesn't change the fact that I'm willing to be loyal to a friend to the end of the day. Like I am with you heart and soul. First John 316 said, this is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Rarely are we going to find ourselves in a position where you may truly have to lay down your life for a brother or sister. We have some military friends on our team and, and that's probably the closest thing to really facing that in a modern world. But to know that jesus went sacrificed himself and died for us asking for nothing in return but it gives us this welcome invitation to step into relationship with him and say god i believe and i trust in you because i want to receive that agape love so i can give it out to other people so i can say you know what i want to be the kind of person that's loyal no matter what I don't care what weapons or lack of resources it looks like I have. I'm armed and dangerous. Because I know with God on my side, all things are possible. See, in those verses, in John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus says, A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another by this. Everyone will know that you're my disciples. When we've got that brotherly love, that phileo kind of love, and we're like, look, I'm loyal for you no matter what, people will look at that and be like, man, how do they still show up time after time, relapse after relapse, still loving them? And it's saying, you know what? Only by the grace of God, because this is a perhaps God kind of moment, I'm going to have a perhaps God kind of faith that maybe he'll save us. Maybe he won't because ultimately we have salvation for eternity so in this life these momentary things that we face are not going to define where we end up we already know we're royalty we get to spend eternity with Jesus Paul said it beautifully when he's like you know what I don't know if I'm going to die today or not either way I'm good I'd rather actually go to heaven because I can chill with Jesus but if I'm if I got to stay here I'm cool with that too because that means God's not done with me yet And some of you need to know God is not done with you yet. He wants to give us a fresh fire. I want to ask our team to lead us in that song again. If you're in this space, go ahead, stand up if you're able, uh, online, even stand up wherever you're at. But sing this with us again because we get to ask God for a fresh fire. God, help us to be loyal again. Help us be the kind of friend that we would like to see, and not because it's anything we can do or control, but because we're celebrating who God is and asking him for that fresh fire in our lives. Help us to be a follower of Jesus that loves him and loves others like we couldn't imagine. Thank you for joining Soul Revival Church Podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review us to help reach more people with the hope and love of Jesus. If you would like to support our ministry, you can visit us online at www.soulrevival.church.